The Hills Are Alive, and it's with the sound of the Flicky Podcast. How we doing, John? Pretty good, dude. We are the Flicky Podcast. Uh, we are doing the sound of music two weeks yeah. late <laughs> because we can't do it, anything right. But we're doing it. Uh, do you want to just go right into it? Well, I do have a story. I have two stories about this this movie before we go right into okay. it. So the first time I realized the sound of music was a thing, I was six yeah. years old. Now, by a thing, you just mean like you learned it existed. Correct. Because okay. remember we talked in an earlier podcast about like the double cassette VHS and it's like, oh, yeah. that's a serious movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, Titanic. I remember Titanic. Exactly. That. I remember I was at the West Isla Public Library because that's where I used to rent movies from uh-huh. when I first moved back up here. And one day, you know, going through all the movies and I see the sound of music and it's the double video cassette. Not only was it the yeah, double yeah. video cassette, on the lower right-hand corner, it had that Oscar denoting it won Best Picture 1965. So I always liked, wanted to see this movie as a kid because I was like, oh, that's a serious movie. This is probably really good. It's got yeah, the yeah. double VHS. It's got the little Oscar boy. It's got to be really good. Never watched it. Never uh-huh. watched it growing up. So then fast forward, I'm 25 years old. And I don't recommend this to anybody. But oh, I was, so this is going to be the first time you see the movie. Is that 25? Uh, it was uh, a year after t- I was 25, oh, actually. Wow. Okay. So I, I so really I saw it at 26. Started. No, no. Yeah. But when I was 25, it was when I was working at Macy's. Uh-huh. And I was working those 120-hour weeks because I was doing yeah. the overnights. Yeah. So I was working 20 hours, falling asleep for three hours, three and a half hours, brushing, waking up, brushing my teeth at work doing all that stuff. then going back to then working 20 hours then going home sleeping for three hours taking a shower a really quick shower brushing my teeth and then i would like then i would go to work again i did that for a week Straight. that's insane it was insane so one of the nights it's it was saturday night because like one of the reasons like you're doing like coal miner hours yeah it was horrible so one of the nights uh, it was the Saturday before Christmas because this was Christmas season. And this is why we're doing this podcast, even though it's after Christmas, this episode. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a Christmas movie. No, that, well, that's why I wanted to talk about that afterwards, too. I would like to figure out why it's considered as such. But yeah. Okay. Keep going. So it's the Saturday before Christmas. And it, I always took my break at, uh, to fall asleep, to sleep at 8 uh-huh. o'clock in the, in the like, lounge. I knew no one was going to be in there. Uh-huh. So I go, I go into the couch. And on ABC, it's like, oh, the sound of music is on next. I'm like, oh, shit, the sound of, you know, I always wanted to watch it. Why is it on during Christmas? And why, is it, why are they making a big deal about it? But I didn't give a shit. I wasn't going to watch it. I fell asleep. At like 1130, I get woken up by someone taking a manila envelope and smacking me on the head with it. And it woke uh-huh. me up. It shot me up. And the first thing I saw, other than the person who woke me up, was the climax of the sound of music. Uh-huh. <laughs> so okay. I, I went, so I took, I'm like, I don't think there's really any point of me seeing this movie now as like, as I'm watching what's going on with the Von Trapp family yeah, yeah. singing their songs and escaping Austria. Right. <laughs> in a, in like, the end of the movie. in like this 120 hour work week haze. And I got woken up by getting smacked in the face. Right. You know, I wasn't ready for that. And then, so I always remembered that. And then I watched it a year afterwards because I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking watch this movie. And I didn't like it. I don't like the sound of music. But yet yeah. it's like become this movie where it, I, I remember it now for like certain reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it connects to certain memories. Exactly. <laughs> activates the, I don't know, the amygdala or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I mean. So, I mean, you're putting it softly now, but every time we've talked about it on the podcast and off, yeah, you seem to hate this film. Yeah, I don't really, I hate it. Yeah, I don't like yeah. it at all. I don't think it's good. I like, mean, there's good things in it. I do not think it's a good movie. Right. Yet, um, it, yet in today's inflation, with, with inflation. I know, I just looked that up. It would have made like $3 billion. Yeah, $2.6 billion, which yeah. puts it in the top 10 grossing of all time. Yeah, uh, 285 million movie admissions. Yeah, on an $8 million budget in 1964. Yep. yep. Um, Gangbusters, my man. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, well, I that's mean, why it won Best Picture. Most successful films of all time. Yeah, it but, didn't win Best Picture because it was critically acclaimed. It won because it made a shit ton right. of money. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I guess so. But my question would be like, what's your problem with this film? Because <laughs> uh, I'll I'll just say so. Uh, I'll I'll speak on my perspective on the film. First off, I knew about the sound of music always. I mean, uh, everybody knows the movie i mean yeah and certain songs um, well so i probably knew i realized how little i know about this film oh really well and like even the hills are alive i'm like oh that's from this movie yeah or uh <laughs> these are a few of my favorite things that's yeah. from this movie don't rate me 16 going on 17 that's from this movie don't yeah. rate me that's from this movie mm-hmm. wow this movie is really influential because I know so many of these songs (laughs) and I did not realize they were from this film. Yeah. Like I was mixing this film up with the jazz singer last time we talked about it. (laughs) Yeah. As the first, I thought Sound of Music was a remake. It's, but it's a Broadway play. I was like, Oh, I don't know anything about this film beyond, uh, Julie, you know, it's a, uh, it's Julie Andrews and, it's a star turn for Christopher Plummer and like his who hates this movie who oh, hated excuse me he hated the film oh can stand this movie oh really? <laughs> he hated doing it he hated talking about it yeah he, oh that's hilarious he hated this movie and I like Christopher Plummer yeah. for that reason well I just and I just knew it was Christopher Plummer's uh, star turn because I just yeah. like I always liked him as an actor yep. growing up um, and I mean uh, he's great in the film very he, i noticed he looks like when he was younger he almost he resembles john ham a bit do you notice that yeah when I mean, you see him in this movie he doesn't look like the christopher Plummer we know because we always saw him as old yeah he's been old he for forever. 40 years forever i mean years. even in this film it's his first major major he's film in his role. he's like our age yeah, in this movie and he looks old he looks old so i was just about to say i think he's like 36 yeah he's not in that this old film, something like that he looks like he's 45 yeah um the and the this is I was about to say it's the earliest film I've seen him in, but obviously it's his first big major role. But mm-hmm. I would. But the next film I see that I could I've seen him in is The Man Who Would Be King. Yep, which came out in '75. So yep. like in that, he's almost 50 already. Yep. Um. So I was like, oh man, and he looks completely different in that movie than he does in The Sound of Music. Way different. Very different. Um, and he look, he kind of looks like the Christopher, other than the Rudyard Kipling mustache and, and yes. the man that he kind of yeah. looks like the Christopher Palmer we, that know. we know that we know. Yes. Um. But yeah. So so yes. I'll start with that. I I I'm like holy crap. I don't know anything about this film, and yeah. I did not realize the major influence it has on our culture. Yeah. Um. Aside from that, it's. I thought it was. The story is boring as it's, shit. Well, not, it doesn't need to be a three-hour movie. No, it's too long. In the slightest. It's too long. It's a three-hour movie about a fucking dumbass relationship that kind of yeah. goes nowhere for an hour and a half. And then just like turn. And then like they're just in love. And it just happened. It just happened. He saw her doing the vaults. Yeah. And he said, I need to carry Maria's moonbeam in my hand. Right. How do I contain this wave from crashing yeah. into the sand? I so, gotta marry her, and it's actually a nice scene where that happens, where they're having the waltz, and she blushes, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, you're blushing," and she's like, "Uh," oh. and like she's like in that, like falls for him in that moment, and then runs away. Yeah, um, that was actually nice in a vacuum, uh, but then like it just kind of happens, you know. Also, the characters don't change really. No, they're like archetypes she, almost. She definitely Maria, who is Julia Andrews, if you don't know, she does not change at all. No. Uh, the only person who actually does change is the captain. Yeah. And that's definitely because if, if if you don't know this, but like Christopher Palmer was not going to do this movie. He worked with Ernest Lehman and Robert Wise to like, he's like, what is the point of this character? <laughs> really? <laughs> he's like, this is a bullshit character. I don't want to do this movie. So like he worked on them. I'm guessing to have a change. Yeah. But right? here's the thing, though. Even the change, <laughs> it's so, so – first off, so he's like this hardcore disciplinarian, yeah. like is very cold to his kids. Yeah. But then the kids, you know, basically say to her, like there used to be music in the house. He used to be loving. Yeah. But like the wife died and he yeah, just he wanted to – I, I don't know if the kid said that. The, I think the maid says it. And so he lost like his – The maid and uh, I think the nun also. Yeah, maybe. And yeah. so basically um, – he just takes everything out of the house 
that reminds him of his wife, which is music yeah, and the guitar and guitar yeah. and love. Yep. So Julie Andrews brings it back, and then he just it just happens in a scene yeah. like he's, he she gets him to sing with them like he's drawn to the singing yeah. and then he hugs all the children and meanwhile now, he's about to be betrothed to uh, like the richest woman in, in austria yes. um two rich people you know they're gonna get together combine their wealth yep um and then but that's who wasn't that bad of a person either no they, well in I, a way they kind of they tried to villainify her a little but bit actually, but even then she wasn't bad that to me was the most interesting part of the film to me mm -hmm. because i don't think they really they villainize her for like a moment yeah when the, when the baroness says i'm going to send her to boarding, boarding school. school that's it so like that's really it and yeah. I, and that almost cheapened it for me because i'm like man it just keep it's like it the parent trap yes yeah. yeah just keep it interesting where she like isn't a bad person mm -hmm. but and the match fits on paper he's they're just not, they're just not really in love yeah she's, he's just not really in love with her and like that's just hard it but, seems like oh, she's in love with him though yeah, so there's, or at least, yes, I, I think A little so. bit of unrequited. And actually, she's the one which is the most, I also think is probably the most realistic part of the film where she recognizes kind of right away that like, oh, this woman's a threat. Oh, men always recognize other men. Women always yeah, recognize always other women. Them. So right away, she recognized it before both of them did. I'm like, that's yeah. very realistic. That's actually interesting. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, they don't really they have that one line almost like they were filming they're like man she's like too good a person like this is kind of <laughs> fucked up that julie andrews kind of like just steals her man yeah so let's make her kind of shitty like her not being good with the kids that tracks yeah her not like wanting to be a mom that tracks her like being interested in his wealth like and it's important to her that they're mm -hmm. both wealthy and they're gonna buy that also tracks um uh but yeah, the boarding school line is kind of like mustache twiddling, yeah. like evil mother-in-law, you know, evil stepmom exactly. vibes. Yeah. Um, when you didn't need it, because it's just like Julie Andrews just like she's no, like, especially when the the real enemy is uh, the Nazis. Yeah. Right. You, know, you don't need the, the and baroness. Also you could have that. also just worked on I don't know showing the captain kind of forcing the relationship and not really being in love with her. Yeah. But they didn't even really do that. No. But even to go back to the captain in terms of the change, he changes once dramatically. Yes. In the scene where he sings, hugs uh -huh. all the children, and then he's now the loving father, yeah. and we never go back to the other characters. So, like, he does quote-unquote change, but it's just like a shift yeah. in one scene, and then he's, now I'm this guy. So it's not yeah. a, he doesn't develop. He just changes in a scene. Yeah, he didn't have his Michael goes to Sicily moment. What's that? The what? Godfather. How? Oh he, yes, yes, so correct, correct. When right. you know Michael changes when he guns down the captain and yeah, the Turk, so but you see him change even a little bit, well, a little bit more. Yeah, but he's yeah. still the same. But then he's cold hearted bastard for real when Apollonia well, gets drawn and draws, and draws. Like exactly. well, it actually starts with saving his father in the hospital. Yeah, okay, where he yeah. becomes. The, but to your point, like he gets pissed off, like they fuck, they tried to kill my dad. I'm, yeah, um, we're getting them. Yeah, and then it just slowly it, it tumbles up until the end of the film. Yeah, uh, where he's just a cold-hearted killer who lies to his just straight up lies to his wife. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I guess I, I still the only thing that tracks with the captain is that he ne he never liked the Nazis. He didn't want Correct. the he didn't want the Anschluss to happen. Yes. And if anyone doesn't know what the Anschluss is, it's the Hitler's one Germany, all the German-speaking yeah. people. It's when he was annexing everybody, right? And the, and I'm I'm not just using your military. I'm going to integrate your military exactly. into the German army, into the yes. Nazi army, yeah. um, <clears throat> which was cool. So and uh, so I don't, but I guess I just forgive it because it is a musical. I don't expect, and maybe I'm I don't put enough. Uh, I'm I'm putting musicals at too low a bar i don't mean to do that i'm not saying that but it's just um i just feel like there are plenty of musicals that are celebrated and popular that do this mm -hmm. you know at least on stage like the jersey boys or you know uh, i'm trying to think even book of mormon i'm trying to think of what musicals i've seen on stage um you know uh, there there is a story but the story first off it's not a three-hour story mm -hmm. um you don't need so many it just seems like there were just so many scenes to give excuses for musical numbers yes. i don't know and not, not um, only that lehman lehman's kind of the genius of this movie uh-huh uh he uh, we can go into it after we actually talk about the movie but lehman actually cut numbers from this oh movie. really yes 
I mean, I will say. The, so it could have been longer. <laughs> the three hours, though, and this is, and I'll reiter reiterate, I might have said in another podcast why I don't love musicals. I just, um, I love watching, like, I love dialogue. I love dramatic scenes. I love watching actors. I, I just love, like, scenes playing out, right? Mm -hmm. I like, even in theater, I, I prefer just to watch people being people. So in a musical, what tends to happen is when you actually get to the dramatic climax of a scene, mm -hmm. that's when they break into song. Yes. Whereas for me, I'm like, I just want you to keep talking. I want the whole, you know, explosion to happen and you guys are actually like yelling at each other or whatever. I want to see the acting. Yeah. Um, that, that's just personal preference. That's not at all a criticism of musicals. That's just how musicals work. Mm -hmm. um, I found in this, at least with the three hours, there was a lot of breathing to be able to actually watch the actors act. Mm -hmm. which I like because I like Julie Andrews and I, I really like Chris, Christopher Plummer and they're very good actors. And even the scenes with the kids, there was a lot of fun stuff with that. I mean, I, I found that the I younger did... kids were better than the uh, older kids yes. acting. Well, the I, the youngest girl is adorable. Yeah. The, the young, like, this is my first party, daddy. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, that's really cute. Um, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, the kids, it's just... Um, you know, it's it's that kind of I find this formal, movie... old school British sixties acting. You know, yes. the, theatrical acting. Cool. They're yeah. not terrible, um, but yeah, you know, none of the kids are memorable. No, 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 no. Uh, I just this movie's too saccharine for me. It's very, it is saccharine. Um, um, but I just, I for me at least, I I got that pretty right away. So you just at least for, I accept it. I'm just like you just accept it. It is what it is. I also. It's not. I mean, listen. It's nice to have a film where, like, listen. We're. It's about like there is drama. They're. They got to worry about the Nazis. I mean, that last scene where they're hiding in the cemetery. Actually, there's a lot of tension. Yeah, you good. don't know what happens. There's, it's actually a good scene. Uh, the, that whole sequence, I actually really like. The climax between um, when they're escaping in the car and yeah, but God, fuck, how did I forget his name? Uh, where the captain takes the gun from the from the boy who from wants boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who wants to marry his daughter at one point uh that's a great scene yeah um but like even that to me a little bit f felt a little flat in some regards in some ways but like it is mm -hmm. there's yeah, not perfect yeah but there's like there's good ideas in in those scenes um and i think that's the reason why it's a christmas movie it's because it happens on christmas eve um okay. but uh um <laughs> you could easily miss that though yeah you know what i mean i might have yeah. missed it if i wasn't if you didn't tell me what because i was paying attention to why this is considered a christmas movie. other than that and it's a few of my favorite things is now a christmas song even though it has nothing to do with christmas right but literally has like to do presents. with like depression yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh hey dad sucks think about your favorite right, things, your favorite things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. oh i don't i want to be a nun but actually i really don't want to be a nun i'll think about my favorite things yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, it has nothing to... into my mind about what my favorite things are because my yeah. life is awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it is a very bare bones, simple story. They don't even, the script wasn't interested in developing these characters, wasn't interested no. in developing a story. I won't say it's things happening, but it's just um, like, because there is progress even, you know, but uh, there's no depth to it. It's all, no. it's all superficial. Yes. Um, like, you do buy that they're in love. Like, I found the waltz was really nice. I, you know, where she blushes and whatever. But even mm -hmm. later, he's, like, they were, like, he asked her, like, when did you first fall in love, basically? And she's like, oh, when you blew that whistle. I'm like, really? No. It was the scene where you blushed. And Not you only that. It, it, I, I, hate, I don't want to bring in real life, because this is a real family. The Von Trapps were very, that were a real family. Yeah. Uh, she well, was apparently like, Austrians hate this film, by the way, because there's nothing authentically Austrian. Oh, about I, it, I don't. It's not I, filmed in Austria. They, are, which, I know they do tours there, which apparently they hate. Yeah, which um, I, I don't mind. I, like, I get I buy over that. it. Yeah, like they're celebrating you, Salzburg. Yeah, they're celebrating Austria and like yeah. the, this one hero who resists the Nazis at the cost of his fortune and reputation and potentially his life. I mean, I don't know. Get over it, Austria. I'm not saying they're all <laughs> against it, so like I don't want to speak for all Austrians, but. Um, well, I so, just found it funny when I read that. <laughs> well, they moved. They moved. They moved the gazebo location because that's like a famous gazebo, supposedly. Oh, really? They moved that gazebo to film it in a better location for the sixteen going on seventeen song, and oh, then they moved. And then and they, they moved, moved it, it back. back to where it originally was. <laughs> 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 and that supposedly caused like a huge thing there. Right. Yeah. 
That's really funny. Because <laughs> it's a famous gazebo. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll say I'll say one thing that I liked about this movie. Uh, Robert Wise is a very good visual director when it came yes. to location. When he came to location filming for this film, he did the an sweep, excellent job. The sweeping shots in the opening scene. Are oh, excellent gorgeous. stuff! Gorgeous. And also the edit. I, when the edit happens, when she does with her arms out, and she's about to say, "Sing the hills are alive." Yeah. And she does this the turn with the arms. Oh yeah. And it's a perfect edit to then a medium shot. Right. Really well edited sequence, really well shot. I mean, this guy edited Citizen Kane. Yeah. So, like, he's a Very good. Anything that had to do with location, I loved that uh-huh. shot-wise. Because he, he composed it yeah. beautifully. I didn't – anything that was done very uh, clearly in a studio, I yeah. thought it was very beyond plain looking. Just conventional. It was just, very like, conventional by the stuff. book. Paint by – you know, film by numbers, paint by numbers type stuff. When Maria is getting married to the captain – that's an excellent scene, uh-huh. shot-wise. Yeah. Beautiful. Silhouettes, the nuns singing, the music. The, it's the beautiful. Chur- I mean, the church is, is a great setting. I mean, I thought yes. everything in the church would pretty much look beautiful. I mean, it, it you know, yes. might be hard to screw that up because when you have a gorgeous church like that. Yeah. But uh, but like it's, a great, it's, it's a great location that they picked. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Because um, it looks like it was on location, right? That, had that was on location. Church. Absolutely. That, that was not built for the yeah. movie. Um, what I don't like about this movie is the constant repetition of songs that i just heard yeah <laughs> it was yeah. for all of them we heard maria a couple of times yeah, we heard do re mi a couple of times we heard all vita zane farewell goodbye a few times we heard the fucking captain singing his fucking forlorn song on his guitar a couple oh, of yeah, times oh yeah cuz he did it again at the end of the film every song is sang multiple times right to get it stuck in their heads fucking bored me yeah it bored me. This, I, but this is why you go to see a musical is for the music. So if you love the songs, you want to hear it again. No, I don't know any musical that has ever done this. Yeah, but maybe a re- music is the most popular music of have, all time. So you'll have a reprise. You'll have a reprise of the big hit song. Yes, but like every song is sung multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Even the nuns sing their fucking Maria song yeah, a couple yeah, times. They <laughs> yeah, they sing in the beginning, then sing, then they sing it when she's getting married. Right. And I don't know. I just not only did I, I said it's it's a very sugary movie. I just think it's a boring ass movie. I don't understand why it's beloved. These people, the people who love this movie, love it. It's yeah. like it's like the Beehive or the Swifties. You have Sound of Music like cultish people uh-huh. who will do the tour. Who will fucking sing yeah, all the songs? I mean, songs. If there's a tour that they've been doing since '64. Clearly, this... they're mega fans yeah, of this, clearly. and I don't understand it because yeah. it's not that good of a movie. Yeah, I feel like I get I I I don't get it, but I don't love musicals. I could see if I imagine myself as a musical lover and I loved all the music mm-hmm. and the setting and the, and the history, and I was a Julie Andrews fanatic. I could see why people love this film. I could. I could see it. And I don't you know mind I mean? long movies. You know that. I yeah. This movie drags. Wait, it's very long. It's very, I, I'm going to be honest. For me... Um, How long do we have to get to them just falling in love? Right. And then the movie totally changes. Yeah. It's not like... Oh, whatever. It's like two separate movies going on. There's a, there's a definite end to one movie. And then we're going to go into uh, Germany has taken over. We got to escape Germany. And that's the last like 40 minutes. It's like two yeah. different movies. And it's very abrupt in my opinion. Right. Yeah, it is. And I didn't mind that. I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that because I was like, oh, this is actually – now we actually have drama. Now we actually have stakes. That you, like this is actually That's intense. accurate. That's accurate. There are actually stakes because there were no stakes before that. Yes, exactly. I welcome because what were the stakes before that? It was okay. Julie Andrews goes back to the nunnery. Yeah, which is what she She, wanted. Which she wanted. She didn't want to go here, so she was planning to go. The plan was to eventually go back anyway. But like, like you said, how other women always recognize other women. The nuns recognize she's not fit for the nunnery, right? Because she's just not good for it. Which is why, like, you know, you would think, you assume that's why the head nun kind of center there too yeah that's you know how that's how i took it right you never know but that's yeah i i took it where the nun was like maybe she'll maybe she, her loins will get yeah 
or yeah. she'll figure out like mm, I'm not supposed to. I, I'm meant for normal life, you know. You yeah, know, husband, family, all that stuff, like a more conventional life. Yeah, I also just don't buy. I just don't buy Julie Andrews as a nun either. Yeah, but neither did they. That's true. You know what I mean? I that's, feel like that that's tracks. True. That's true. They didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Too good looking. I, you, yeah. They did what you said about Kate Winslet, how they try to ugly her up a little bit. They try, yeah, yeah. You know, I, the, with well, the, plain, the short hair, the, short, and the, plain, the clothes. plain clothes. But I feel like that tracks. The makeup. A, but that tracks. Yeah, she wants none. to be a nun. And they never actually. Like the difference between like Kate Winslet movies is like oh, yeah. the movies explicitly kind of pretend she's not hot. Yes. Like she's oh this is just a the yeah. girl like little children girl literally the neighbor next door. Yeah. Uh oh my god she's the woman <laughs> that can't find the man in the holiday like you're gorgeous. <laughs> Guys should be are throwing themselves at someone like you. Like Julie Andrews it's like she she could be as hot as it can be. The fact is like oh she's a nun that's off limits doesn't matter. So we don't even acknowledge her you know we don't have to acknowledge her beauty. Um that to me it's it's irrelevant. Um, so that to me tracks, because uh, then it makes sense like why he fell for her too. Like oh, she's also gorgeous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also like why right away the Baroness is immediately intimidated by her, like just immediately. Yeah, she is. You know what I mean? She is. So like you would need a woman who's you know who's striking enough to instill that reaction in her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because like she's she's you have yeah. to assume she's gonna have like a what's the word like a mistress he's gonna have a new mistress to like take care of the kids yeah so like that doesn't seem to be like when she sees who the who she is it's like oh my god this yeah I gotta gorgeous. get her out I yeah. gotta get her. yeah 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 husband's gonna fuck the babysitter I gotta get her out. right exactly yeah um yeah I don't know what else. like it's just it's a long movie with uh, not much to say um, no but it's not trying to say much. No, but I just don't understand the, the, how beloved it is, and it, I just don't. Under, I really just don't understand it, and I don't understand why it is now. Like I, it, let's take away that it's shown every Christmas. Let's just say any holiday, where it's to the point where this is such a beloved movie, where we get to show it during a holiday, so the whole family can watch it and love it and sing along with it because it's this like thing we have to do as Americans. Do people do that though? Yeah, uh, there's a reason why they show it every Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. It's I went my whole life uh, never realizing the sound of music is on during Christmas. I didn't find out until I got hit in the head. That's what I'm saying. And then the so next like how, year, how the next year it was like, on. It's a Wonderful Life is I've always it. on. It gets it gets pretty good reviews, and it's always on the Saturday before Christmas. It is. Yep. Okay. Like it's a wonderful life is always on around Christmas. Die Hard is always on around <laughs> Christmas. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. A Christmas Story. Home Alone. The Godfather. Even they're always showing around Christmas time. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, they're like shopping. AMC and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're always showing that around Christmas. But Sound of Music, I just never noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, I never noticed. I, w- I didn't realize how popular and how much money this movie and made. And why did AB? Why did? Why did ABC choose this movie? They could choose so many. It's Disney. It was, it, you know, they could choose their own well, shit. Well, like, just back to my point earlier. Because it made this, so much money. Well, that, but also, clearly the music is extremely popular because I know all, yeah. I knew almost all of those songs. Yeah. I'd heard them at some point, and I'd never seen the film. Mm-hmm. So clearly the cultural impact is huge. I mean, this is why musicals yes. get big, is because of the music. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, that goes without saying, I guess, but. It's interesting when you watch the movie and you see the aerial shots afterwards, though. Uh, the first thing you see is a, Rod- a Robert Wise production. So, you know, he was a big shit just with that right away. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then you see uh, Rodgers and Hammersteins. So, uh, I mean, they were already you know, fucking yeah, yeah, crazy huge. famous. But I always thought I always found that interesting. The first thing you see was a Robert Wise production in huge, huge font. Uh-huh. And like, people don't realize just how uh, how big time Robert Wise really was. I think. Yeah, no, most uh, you know most people. I, I would say almost everyone have no idea who he is. You could probably go around saying, "Hey, the director Robert Wise was really great and eclectic." And they were like, "Who the fuck who is, is Robert that? Wise?" Yeah, it, but if you say Spielberg or Scorsese or yeah. even someone well, like 
Well, if you, you know. we got, we would have to go back. But even like some people might know that Capra. Oh, you for know sure. What I mean? Yeah. If you said Capra, yeah. Frank Capra, everyone um, would know him back in the day. Like Howard Hawks, some people would know. I don't know. Actually, you'd have to know something about film for Howard Hawks. But um, even some people might, you know. Maybe if you said Robert Wise, it'd be like, "Oh, I heard that. I've heard that guy before. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it." But like, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to tell you anything about it. His, no, his filmography, and you definitely wouldn't know what he looked like. Yeah, you know. And but this guy has made just huge, or not just directed, but even edited, like you said, with Citizen Kane. This guy's involved with huge classic movies that are excellent. Yeah. Aside from this, I don't like this movie, but like. Almost all of his other movies. I mean, it are is good. a classic, though. It is absolutely. You know yeah, I mean? It's definitely a classic. I can't. You know, there is reality. Yeah. I just don't like the classic. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll never watch this film again. No. <laughs> you know what I mean. I might, but I'm also not a Christmas, I might watch it. Yeah, if it's on, but like, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was. I was just surprised. Like watching, I was like, I don't know what Chris's problem is with this film. It's I, like fine. I just think it's boring as fuck with nothing going on. Uh, I don't like a lot of the songs, actually. Uh-huh. Maybe that's because I grew, I worked a lot in retail and I heard a lot of these songs. Yeah, that's gonna make a difference. So I, I just hated it, and um, I just, I just think it's a, uh, I just think it's an odd, odd movie. I don't think it's a story that really needed to be put on a big screen. Uh, I don't find these. No, pe- it's a bit of a random story to pick to pluck out. They're not extremely. And- interesting people yeah and i mean even uh, you know you're getting a british broadway show mm-hmm. right because was it on was it was it on it the in, west end it was first. on the west end first right so yeah. and then you're making a british film about austrians and the nazi yeah. regime like fighting against the nazi regime it just seems from a, they, by the way the austria already made a movie about this already it wasn't a musical but it was about the von trapp family Oh really? Yeah, I forget what it's called, but yeah, it was okay. it was made in 1952 or 53. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's where they got the idea. Like, oh, we could this, this would be a fun musical to make. Probably. I don't know why it just seems so random. Yeah, it is, and like because it's not even like the songs are very specific. To yeah, these and if, people. Yeah, and if you look up there, it seems like their story is actually way more interesting than what the movie shows too. Uh-huh. Like, if you look up the Von Trapp family, like there's some cool things to find out about them, and like. You well, they have to be more interesting because there's no, there is no story here. They don't no. go into them at all beyond surface. No, level. very interesting people. You know how they toured and stuff like that. But you get none, none of that sense. The movie just ends like a Hitchcock, where they escape, they do the Fellowship of the Ring on the mountains. Yeah. You know, you see them all pass by. Remember that? Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> literally the yeah. fucking Fellowship. I'm, I was picturing the the musical score by right. Howard Shore, <laughs> and you know, and then the movie just ends. Yeah. It just ends flatter than a plate full of piss. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it does. You have the climax that it is Tenchaville. I don't disagree with you on that. You're right. But after that, it's and over. Then Once it... they leave, the movie's over. I knew that, though. You know that. The movie's ending. They're leaving. They escape. I hate they it. Won. I think it's a boring, terrible ending. At least, I don't know. See, I don't know. I see them what set up in their new abode. They like went to the they they eventually went to the United States, right? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they became a tour. They were touring, but then we get into a six-hour movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Do you have anything really to say? I just I I no. I mean that's the thing. I don't have much to say. I it's just I don't have anything great to say. I didn't love the film. Oh. I thought it was fine. But I mean, part of his expectations. You talked about hating it so much. I'm like, oh, I gotta get through this. And I'm watching. I'm like, this is. Well, now I feel like, uh, like, you know, you're making me feel like I was, like, I was telling a girl, like, yeah, man, I'm really good, I'm really good in bed. And then, like, I can't perform now. What do you mean? I, what, ha- I hate the movie so much, and now I can't really verbalize how much oh. I hate the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I took the, like I sandbagged you somehow. <laughs> Like I Trust me, I really hate this film. <laughs> it's like, really? What do you hate about it? Well, the story. Like, what about the story? Simple. Okay, why did you hate that? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just it's hard to pinpoint exact things. 
that well, there's so much there's that, nothing so egregious. I'll say that. Well, and I agree there's so much there's that isn't so egregious there. There's so much that isn't there. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I, I understand that. Like the whole like, why am I watching this thing? Oh, I was definitely thinking that when I was rewatching, I was like, why did I choose this fucking long ass movie that I don't like, and nothing happens? Uh. One second. I'm gonna. It was the obviously it was the highest grossing film of 1965. Yeah. No shit. Top ten of all time. So uh, it won best picture and best director. Let, let's see what it was up against because okay. this is this is good. This is a good thing to do. Okay. 1964. Okay. Let's see. So it it won obviously. It beat Darling. Never fucking heard of that. Never movie. heard of it. What what is that about? Let's. I'm gonna Darling. Uh, bu- 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 Julie Christie directed. Wait, by- no, go through all of them first. Oh, well, yeah, but I, I, when I see a movie, I don't, okay, fine. Darling. Okay. Doctor Zhivago. Ugh. Uh, talk I about. Mean, I got thoughts about him too. Talk, talk about, about epics. Talk about an epic that's boring. Doctor Zhivago. That was another one. I saw, I saw Doctor Zhivago. I think a quote unquote classic. I saw that two days after The Sound of Music the first time. So back-to-back long-ass movies that I hated. Uh, Ship of Fools, which is... Never seen it. Another Nazi shit. Mm -hmm. Strong Nazi year. (laughs) A Thousand Clowns. Don't know that. Sounds like a weak year. uh, Yeah. Sounds like a 2020 year. Yeah. Then there's The Collector by William Wyler. That was nominated for Best Director. I don't know if I've ever seen a William Wyler film. I'm going to be honest. It's another forgotten uh, man. Uh, well, I ha- I mean, I've seen Mrs. Miniver, and I've seen The Best Years of Our Lives. You never saw Ben-Hur? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. Ben-Hur. Yeah, William Wyler was pretty good. Okay. And then... Ben-Hur's actually a good film. I really like that It's movie. really well made. I don't like... Very the, well made. I don't the like Cherry the Race is pretty... Yeah, is amazing. I mean... And then Best Director Hiroshi Teshigara for Women in the Dunes. I hated Women in the Dunes. You ever see that movie? No, never seen it. Oh, uh, what fucking talk about filleting yourself it's one of those really artsy movies pretentious and yeah which is shocking 1965 got nominated for best director wow but i that's the type of movie i hate uh anyway we marvin won best actor for cat Ballou. yeah yeah never seen cat cat is a musical isn't it yes it's a western musical western musical yeah but there's other good movies here the pawnbroker good movie okay Rod Steiger nominated. Yeah. Lawrence Olivier for Othello. Othello, okay. Richard Burton, the spy who came in from the cold. Love that movie. Love the movie. I don't actually love Richard Burton in that film, though. Really? I thought he was like over. It's like a weird performance. He's like overly emotional at weird times. I don't know. <laughs> it is. He is kind of against. Yeah. I, I can see, weird, what, you're, I can see what you're saying. Uh, but I like the film. But yeah, it doesn't seem like that good of a year in movie making. No. I mean, maybe that's what part of what led to the explosion of the '70s, you know? Oh, oh, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. In the '50s and '60s, you got a lot of these kind of movies: Ben Hur, Sound of Music, yeah, Doctor Zhivago. And the reason why they did that is to separate itself from TV. That's why you got Cinescope and yeah, 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 uh, Vista Vision, and you know the the big you know seventy millimeter film prints. Right, you know it's all these huge films that you can't see on the small screen. With huge set pieces and like exactly, you're gonna get and the sound and the sound of music does give you that. Oh, it does in a lot of respects when when it comes to the locations. Yeah, you know you're not gonna film a TV show in the mountains of fucking Vienna with Julie Andrews doing a you know a pirouette. Yeah, there Um, is certainly an epic feel. Oh that yeah, they're going for an epic scope. It's not yeah. an epic film, no, but there's an epic scope at least visually. Yes, I agree. Which I is agree. cheating, but whatever. Um, Julie Andrews is a great singer. I will say that. She's excellent, excellent singer. Um, interesting note about this movie beforehand, though. Uh, she got hired for this movie. She was already famous by this point, right? Yeah, she yeah, won yeah. Best Actress. But this movie was kind of in production hell for a long time. Okay. So Ernest Lehman was actually running. She, he wasn't the producer of this film, but he wrote the screenplay and he was pretty much running it for a while. Uh huh. He wanted Julie Andrews right from the beginning because he loved her in My Fair Lady. Okay. And then famously, she didn't win My Fair Lady when it made a when they made it into a movie, and that's how she became Mary Poppins. So she was still only known as quote unquote mm-hmm. a Broadway West End star, and they didn't know they could put her in this movie. 
the reason she then wound up getting cast in Sound of Music, it was even before Mary Poppins came out. Right. Ernest Lehman okay. took Robert Wise, who wasn't even attached. He actually dropped out of the movie at one point. But he because was, of the production hell, he's like, I got to get. He was attached, dropped out, and then got reattached. So it was his first attachment. He brought Robert Wise and someone from 20th Century Fox. And Walt Disney personally allowed them on set to see how she acted on Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. And then they saw dailies of it. And they said, okay, we'll hire her. Huh. That's how they hired her. And then Ernest Lehman saw Christopher Plummer on Broadway, liked yeah, how he acted. Yeah. And he got did, plucked out of Broadway. Did all he could to get this man to sign up to the movie because so Christopher Plummer Plum- just wanted it was just a no off the bat. No, he's no. He was he only he only did it because he thought it would make him a star. Yeah, which and it did. get him bigger roles, Smart. which it did. But he is always gone on record saying he thinks it's a bad movie. <laughs> he thinks it's a bad movie. He had a terrible time making it. Right. What was terrible about it is just. I think he just when I guess he just he wasn't invested ass. in it. Yeah, he had the drag ass. It was a like, job I, to it's him. It's just a job. This wasn't oh like personal attachment. Right. I'm giving myself to something here. This and he's was kind of like this is him at the height of his powers. So he's like actor wise. So like I'm not gonna you know this is my big break. I'm gonna work hard on this before which he, which it seems like he did. He doesn't phone it in. No. Um. But like he just didn't want to. So you yeah, know, it's just hard to put a lot of effort in that. Yeah. Hated doing reunions. <laughs> what the fuck did i get myself into like he, he, he right. and you know i respect and i mean it was it. a big thing and like to he be, didn't burt reynolds it right yeah, where yeah, burt yeah. reynolds said all of a sudden oh this is a good movie yeah yeah no yeah. no 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 christopher well, plummer well, to his dying reynolds day said that because it was because like he yeah, started he thought he was the gonna oscar win. buzz he, and he fucked it up he won all the awards and he thought he was gonna win the oscar right all of a sudden boogie nights became a good movie right even though he shit on it pretty publicly no, no, Christopher Plummer continued to shit on this movie. Yeah. I mean, Plummer, you know, he was a star in the theater, but uh, he never became a movie star. No, he was supporting actor. You know actor. what I mean? But, uh, so, I, you know, maybe he did, maybe later on he's just like, I, maybe he did regret it, where he's just like, it didn't even fucking make me a movie star. <laughs> I didn't need to do it. I was doing fine. I was starring on Broadway. I was a celebrated actor. Yeah. I was doing fucking Iago and Macbeth <laughs> and shit. Like, <laughs> Oh, these goddamn reunions I get asked about it every year yeah you know like <laughs> Alec gets, Guinness in Star Wars yeah and then he gets to see these fucking kids grow up to be 60 years old it just makes him feel yeah, older right, yeah do you remember when we were on sets like oh shut up oh, god when yeah. am I gonna win my Oscar for beginners right yeah <laughs> fuck I put just the time in goddamn Oscar <laughs> yeah you know what though? I'll, I'll say this about Christopher Plummer. You know how like Christopher Plummer had that grovelly voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he sounded so youthful in this movie. Like yeah, compared. no, he do, yeah, no. The voice is different. That's how, that's when his he's voice re- is so I different. I mean, if you didn't, I just if you didn't know that I, was Christopher Plummer, you would not say I don't that was Christopher Plummer. I would. No I way, I, I wouldn't have. I would no. never have. I was, I was about to say when I first saw this movie face. a few years ago, I was shocked when I saw Christopher Plummer's name on it. I was like, yeah. holy shit! I didn't if know he was I in this movie. If I saw him, I think my brain would be able to recognize like this is someone I know. Yeah. But I would had to have looked it up. Do you know what I mean? I would have seen, Oh my God. And then once I see it's Christopher Plummer, then I could see it in his face. I'm like, Oh, that is Christopher Plummer. Mm -hmm. But even the next closest man, it would be King. He's got glasses and a mustache. He looks not with like, he looks nothing like he did in sound of music. No, he looks more like he does in sound of music in fucking the insider. And he does in Man It Will Be King. So like I, I wouldn't even be able to make the connection, I don't think. No, no. I, I was kind of, I was very surprised when I found out that he was actually in this movie uh years ago. Yeah. Um I don't know. There's really nothing else. I I'm sorry this is probably a a, a lame episode of our podcast because we're not shitting on it too much. It's just like there's nothing egregious. I just don't like this movie. I think it's boring. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's I too long. It's fine, it shouldn't be a I, Christmas movie. I don't like musicals. That's why I'm a bad guy to ask about music. I love Hamilton. See, when That's we do, it. but we, I love Ham. Part of why I love Hamilton is is it doesn't violate the reason why I hate musicals. Well, yeah, because it's constantly singing. It's just the whole the whole time. So, the whole yeah plays music. It's there's music. no talking. In it's it. just music. So yeah. that I can enjoy. I don't have to worry about. it. I could just enjoy the music, and I just I really. Loved it. So. Yeah, when we do Gigi, that will be a fun musical for you to, for us to shit on because there is egregious stuff in Gigi. Okay, that's and that one best picture fun, too. Fun, fun. That movie won nine Oscars. That's really point. yeah. Gigi. 
Sound of Music only won five, and it's. I'll say this about Bums. it's it's a it's a low bar, but Sound Music is better than GG. GG is probably one of the worst mo- best picture winners I've ever seen. Okay. Terrible movie. Um, but yeah, that's really about it. That I what would be your score for this movie? Um, you go first. Uh sixty-two. All right. For what it wants you know, to be. I t- I said to you, it. and you, you brought it up. You know, I hate this movie. I hate this movie. You know, the opposite of love isn't actually hate. No, it's it's apathy. it's apathy. And I'm apathetic to this movie, and I'm gonna. Well, you're not it. apathetic. You just said you hate it. But I've I've realized now. I've had I have had a come to Jesus moment where I've realized I'm actually apathetic to how boring it is. Okay. It, it's thirty-two. This movie's yeah. a thirty-two. Yeah. 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 It's. I just. It's. Such I just a, feel like in terms of what it was trying to accomplish. Movie. I think sixty-two is whatever, though. I think that's whatever film. The music elevates it. Julie Andrews elevates it. Christopher Plummer elevates it. The kids are cute. It's a nice like the the climax. I liked the last thirty minutes are good. Uh huh. So it, it just it hit. It did what it set out to do, but it's just. I could have done the cheap pop set and give it a 16 going on 17, but I didn't do that. (laughs) Is that what you thought about? (laughs) I did think about it, but no, 32. Yeah. I double it. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Sorry for the low energy, guys. It's just, it didn't. Yeah, I mean, I I, I knew it was going to be like this because I was like, we're not going to be able to. It's not much to say because it's not much going on. No, it's it's just a thing. It's just a big thing. Yeah, it's a giant thing. It's a big giant thing, a mass. It's a cancer. I just feel like I, you know, there, especially in recent years, I feel like there have been those long nothing movies. Yeah, where nothing goes on, and I mean, just a lot. <laughs> no Madeline. Yeah, shit like that. <laughs> so there are movies like that that do it wor- way worse than Sound of Music. At least Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. For me, Sound of Music, I watched it in two sittings, so I did 90 and 90 minutes. Okay. And it went by pretty fast both times, uh, I'll be honest, I, for me. I did the horrible thing and watched it in one full yeah, sitting. Yeah, that would have been rough. I mean, three hours is rough for any movie, as great as it, it is. Three hours is just a long time to sit and watch a film, mm-hmm. um, even for great films. So, yeah, I've just seen other nothing movies. Just really, I'm like, you should not exist. Most movies, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, you know... I, I give it leeway, especially because it's a musical, and it's hard to write good music. It's really hard to write a good song. Oh, for sure. And it's really hard to perform a good song, and they do all that. Whereas opposed to like a, a non-musical, mm-hmm. um, you could bullshit a drama for three fucking hours and make it artsy and pretentious and all this shit. And filmmakers do it all the time. And they, yeah. and ha- you know, they have this. It's one of my problems with films and in, in general, where it just, uh, you know. Orson Welles is a great quote: "Like filmmaking is a perfect refuge for the mediocre, mm-hmm. where you can give this sense of." this movie having depth and the sense of this movie being, I don't know, intellectual or emotionally moving and it's not at all. Um, So I've just seen a lot of nothing films that just do it way worse. Like Sound of Music seems to be like just, they they could have gone more in depth. I think they realize this is superficial, this relationship, this story is superficial. We want to keep it superficial Um, and just enjoy the ride and enjoy the music and enjoy her and the kids loving each other and it is saccharine and flowery in a lot of places and that's what we want so in terms of their aim I just think they hit exactly what they were looking for but there's just a certain ceiling to that because you know um, those that that is in itself a criticism I want something you know if you're gonna make me invest three hours I think would like a little more depth I think it's also the last G movie to win best picture huh yeah that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. It's hard to get G these days. <laughs> the G movies don't even exist anymore. I feel like anything gets you that P. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's hard. It, but there's, like, nothing in this movie. Even the Nazis, they're not. It, there's nothing, Uh, yeah. I feel like it, just having a gun these days would get you a PG. Just yeah. Just pointing a gun. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I mean, you get PG. You, get, you could get radar for smoking now. Oh, really? Excessive smoking? You can get a rated R movie in that. Yeah. Wow. That's part of the like MPAA code. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that was the last of our quote-unquote holiday movies that are, are not holiday movies. Because this yeah. is not. Um, we neither will, is Die Hard 2. Neither is Die Hard 2. And Christmas neither movie. is The Holiday. Neither is The Holiday. Uh, yeah. 
No, you're right, actually. It's you know not. what? You're right. Yes, these are not a holiday movies. It's more a Hanukkah movie than a Christmas <laughs> movie. They actually celebrate Hanukkah in it. Yeah. So. yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So at least they actually that. They actually celebrate New Year's Eve in yes. the, at the end of the holiday. That's true, actually. Christmas. They just skip right on by Christmas. <laughs> so. Um, so we'll be doing the, the quote-unquote uh, critics movies now and the Oscar movies. Because uh, uh-huh. all the awards are starting to trickle Coming in, out, yeah. the nominations or actually an award show did happen this week. Um, what movie would you like t- to start? Because we're all it's, for the next probably couple of months, we'll, we're pretty much going to be doing newish movies. So, what were your what were are your thoughts? Excuse me. Are uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? I haven't seen a lot of the new ones, so I don't want to pick one. No, no, no. It's up to you. What I was thinking at some point, probably pretty soon maybe it doesn't have to be this next episode but probably the episode after that i was thinking of actually doing a twofer of avatar and avatar 2 oh my god that you know how long that is that's gonna be long well not not one sitting oh two episodes like two separate episodes yeah, yeah one yeah. just on avatar one and avatar 2 but i would like to do another movie before we do that okay well what what, what movies can we do i'm gonna end up picking good movie you know yeah, I don't well that's the, the point i liked well we oh What's something we haven't seen? I think we could disagree on the Banshees of Inishrain. It wouldn't be a entertaining podcast, but Have there you are seen some. It? Yeah, yeah. There's some things I don't think work in it. Okay. Um, what else? Could we, I have not seen Knives Out. I have seen the new Knives Out, and I did not like it. We could do that. I will watch. Spoiler alert! Didn't like it. Okay, I'll watch that. Why don't we do Knives Out too? Just, just to because I love the first just to one. keep up with at least what the, fir- our the second one you're talking podcast about. is about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love the first one. Glass Onion. By the way. Yeah, Glass Onion. So um, why don't we do that? That's a we'll good do Glass one. Onion. And then because we're gonna run into movies that we like doing this because we are gonna, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all mo- movies we hate. We're no, especially like this. there's gonna be some of the critics' movies that we like, and you know, it'll be a discussion of why we like it then instead of shitting yeah, sure. on it. But I'll I'll watch Glass Onion. Cool. So uh, we are the Flicky Podcast. Uh, you can email us at flickypodcast at gmail.com. You can like, subscribe, give us five stars, leave a comment on any uh, platform. So, you know, Spotify, any of those. Uh, do you have anything you want to say, John? No. If you like musicals, I get why you like Sound of Music. Have at it. All right. Well, not a Christmas movie, though. No, not a Christmas movie. Not at all. Not at all. People. Uh, So for the Flicky Podcast, I would like to say farewell, goodbye, Avida Zane. Bye. Bye.